Once again, we've been drawn to this place by the Lord who continually watches over us and continues to provide for our needs. If you have not yet seen the Friday feed or, or the Facebook post, uh, there's some great things happening in the next couple of weeks. Uh, next week, as you know, the uh, dispensation from the obligation attending Mass is being lifted. Uh, we invite you back. Uh, and in my video, my first video, really, and nerve-wracking. It, I'll get used to it. Trust me. I'll get used to it. But in my first, in that first video, I say to people, and I mean this at the bottom of my heart, we all belong here. So if you want to wear your mask and social distance, you do that, and no one should shame you for it. And if you don't, no one should shame you for that as well. We all belong here. This is where God brings us to keep us as one in his family. This is where he comes, we come to be fed by him. This is where we come to receive his, his love and his blessing. Why aren't we sharing it with one another? Which brings me to the great homily. Paul is pretty straightforward with us tonight. Very straightforward. You know, there's a great fable that's told, one of those Aesop fables about two crabs one day coming out of their house and they decide to take a stroll in, in the sand. And the mother crab says to her child, you're walking quite ungracefully. You need to walk in a straight line and stop twisting about from side to side. And the young crab responds to the mother, if you set the example yourself, I will follow you. The moral is that sometimes... For us, example is the best teacher. Now, you didn't see it. I did. A young man and his young son came in, and the father blessed himself with holy water, and the young son did the same, and they went to their pew. It happened just moments ago. We learn by example. And Paul tonight is speaking to those Ephesians about that example that we are called to be. I don't think he's just speaking to the Ephesians. Paul's message is speaking to us. He's saying something which he never asked of any other community. He's asking them to be imitators of God. It's the first time he says it. I want you to imitate God. I want God to be your example. He says that as children of God, we need to imitate God. And as that baby crab reminded the mother crab... We all need someone to set the example for us. And you and I can think of those people in our lives who set the example of faith for us. Who set the example so that we can, they walked before us so that we too could follow Jesus Christ. But Paul's saying to us, if you want a good example of what you're supposed to do, who you're supposed to imitate in your life, look no further than Jesus Christ himself. He reminds us that Jesus is always walking before us, setting an example. He says, when we look at Jesus, we're not going to find bitterness or wrath or anger or slander or malice or any of the many things that we now see in our society. Stand in a TSA line, get on a plane, go to the grocery store, find your Karens, we're all at each other's throat. We're all after each other. We look for the negative. We look for what's wrong with people. We, we, we look for places where we can divide and not unite. 
And we come here to be one body, one spirit in Christ to receive the one bread that guarantees us everlasting life. Paul says to us, when we look at Jesus, what we need to see in Jesus is what we need to see in each other. Tenderness, forgiveness, compassion, love, goodness, commonality. It's not part of my notes, but probably shouldn't be live, but I'm going to tell it anyway. When I was in seminary a long time ago, I just couldn't stand this one person in my class. Couldn't stand him. I mean, just the air that he breathed was enough. You know, I wanted to rob him of everything. <laughs> and so my spiritual director said to me, find something in common. You have, you have a, a week to find something in common with this, with this man. And I said, well, that's easy. We're both men. No, go further. We're in a seminary. Go further. And he kept going, he kept going, he kept going. He harassed me for three weeks. And I started to find things in this person. You know, his own struggles of life, his own likes and dislikes, which were similar to mine. He liked to cook, I liked to cook. He liked to travel, I liked to travel. And we started to see things. And I'll tell you truthfully, at this point, if he would come in here tonight, he's a priest in another diocese. If he would come in here tonight, I would have asked him to concelebrate with us and to stay for dinner. That's how we found something in common. Not the negativity, not the, not the things that, that are dividing us, but that one thing. You know, in our ordinary daily lives, we're trying to do our best. We behave ourselves. You know, and, and, and so do others. I mean, you think about all the human beings that you meet in a day, or a week, a month, your lifetime. They're as honorable as we are at times. They may not have the same faith, the same belief. The difference between them and us is that, that we testify from whence our gifts come. And we're not afraid to say where we find our strength. And it's in the Eucharist. It's in Jesus Christ, who lays down his life for us, who draws us to the Father. And like fellow Christians throughout our journey, we strive to base our relationships with others on what is just, what is right, we want to be mutually respected, and we make ever, every effort to live our lives without duplicity or guile. And that's where St. Paul really rubs us a little bit tonight. He reminds us to follow in the footsteps of Jesus by looking at the gifts of the Spirit, by listening to the gifts of God, not just those that, that, that we received. He says, remember, you not only received them, you were sealed with them. Because we are sealed with those gifts, now we belong more and more to God, to each other. And that alone must motivate you and I to, be, to determine our behavior and to remove from our lives anything that grieves the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus says the only sin that will never be forgiven is a sin against the Holy Spirit. And Paul reminds us, as we follow in those footsteps of Jesus Christ, that we are called to live without bitterness holding grudges, being angry all the time. We're called to live without fury and anger. We're called to be people who don't shout at each other. We're called to be people who have no malice or reviling. Because Paul says all of those offend the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, as you know, 
the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit are love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and generosity and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And just as that young crab learned from its mother, we too are called to learn from Jesus Christ. His example is the best teacher for us after all. So this week, you and I are challenged to be the best for God and to follow the example of Christ in our love for one another.